Broadcasting from their dining room table in Long Beach, California, it's the Stonebirds with Dave Stone and Katie Strandberg. Get it? Advice and encouragement from two goofballs who can barely run their own lives. Call now at 562-548-2012 to be a part of the show. Now welcome the Stonebirds. What's that? <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, are you talking to me? Yeah. Ah. Wait, what are you doing? Are we starting? We've already started. Oh, crap. Oh, shit. Everybody knows how funny I am naturally. Uh, Hello. You've seen this band in concert. I have. On a whim. On a whim. You got us tickets. I did. I. It was very operatic. Operatic? It was very like opera, like performance style. Okay. I looked at it as like a moving art piece. Uh-huh. I wasn't really like the music was cool. Uh-huh. Um, it wasn't very much my thing that uh-huh. I'd I'd enjoy, but I enjoyed the uh, you know the costumes. The costumes they, the, they do uh, they do kind of work. Costumes. <laughs> they do wear costumes. Uh, you know the the fanfare uh-huh. the, the fans. Yeah, the fanfare. You like the costumes and the fanfare? <laughs> we talking about the same thing? I don't know. <laughs> the hell are you talking about? Boo? Unclear. I'm sorry. Hi, Boo. What's going on, Boo? Oh, I'm good. How are you? This oh, morning? I'm I'm good. You look good. Thank you. I well, I'm ready for the Emmys. You're bright eyed <laughs> and bushy tailed. I am. Emmys. Really are. Emmys Day, boo. Oh, is Emmys that tonight? Emmys Day. Yeah. Okay. The seventy second or seventy first or seventy third. It's always in the seventies. I feel. I didn't feel. know you liked the Emmys. Though. I knew you were uh, Oscars and a Golden Globe. Okay. Well, first of all, it goes Golden Globes first. Uh huh. That's because that's, that's top, like that's your number one. That's top shelf. Top mm, shelf is Golden Globes more than the Oscars. More than the Oscars. In your opinion or in society? In my opinion. Okay. Because I always thought Oscar was like the pinnacle. It is. Okay. It is. But I like Golden Globes because they're all there in the same room. They're drinking together. They're all they're eating dinner. Oh, yeah. They're, they're more at tables, yeah. whereas uh, the Oscars are in a big theater. Yes. Okay. And they get real drunk. Oh. And that's when the speeches and everything just goes perfectly. Really? Yes. I, I yes, never yes, paid yes. attention. I didn't know that. Oh, so good. Yeah. So Emmys is today, uh-huh. um, but it's all virtual. So I oh. feel like I'm... You know, I hope one day we will attend the Emmys. Sure. Uh-huh. Will it be for our show? Maybe. Uh-huh. Maybe I'll be a seat filler. What show? I don't know. The one we're going to make oh, in the future okay, gotcha. for the Emmys uh-huh. that we're going to go attend. Anyway, but for today, uh-huh. everything is at home. Okay. So it's like I'm like a star, too. That's true. You are like I'm a star. I'm just like them. Uh-huh. Stars, they're just like us. Yeah. Huh. I can't wait. Now, were you being serious last night when you asked me to dress up to stay home and watch the Emmys? Uh, did I just spend an hour and a half on my makeup? I, is that why you did that? <laughs> yes, I'm oh, getting you, Emmy ready. I thought you did that for the podcast. No, I'm uh-huh. doing this to get Emmy ready. And I realized I don't have clothes mm-hmm. for the Emmys. But don't worry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make something up. I'm going to do a makeshift dress. Uh-huh. But yeah, I'd like you to dress up. You really? I, really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, the one problem there is I don't have any dress-up clothes. Uh, I was doing the math. I have not, this is serious, no hyperbole, I have not worn pants since late February. That can't be true. That is true. 
Oh. Last time I was on stage was late <laughs> February. I did a backyard show here in Long Beach. And, of course, I always – that's one of my uh, little pet peeves in comedy is uh, young comedians and aspiring comedians, no shorts, no hats, and don't sit on the damn stool. Shorts, I'm okay. I can no. go by. I understand. No. But hats, yeah, hats, I'm... Uh, and if you're gonna, you if you just gotta you wear a hat, hat, wear it the right way. Don't wear it backwards. Ugh, I hate that in general. Yeah. The, f- the backwards cap, that's such a stupid look. But especially when you're doing live performance, let's put on some, some closed-toed shoes, mm-hmm. some long pants, and how about we, we lose that stupid hat? I love that. And also stool. when you're watching the Emmys... I'd prefer closed-toe shoes, uh-huh. some pants, a nice sharp shirt. I don't have... Or you look sharp. I think I only have like one or two button-up shirts anyway. Yeah, you do. I'm a man of leisure, boo. I know, and uh-huh. I love that about you, but I'm just saying maybe tonight we could amp it up a little bit. You know, we're getting mm-hmm. ready. We're, it's like an event. It's gonna, an event. Are you going to do my makeup? You don't need makeup, uh-huh. boo. No. No. What, are you going to do my hair? Can I braid your beard? <laughs> that is such a dumb look. That would be amazing. So who's okay. uh, who are you excited about tonight? Honestly, I don't really know a lot uh-huh. about it. <laughs> Here's the thing. You just I like just that want, it's happening. Yep. I mm-hmm. just need something to look at shiny. Guess what, though? Billy Porter. Now, who's he again? He's the smash hit icon, gay legend. He plays the lead in Pose, which is a smash Pose. hit series. I don't know that. I think it's on FX. FX. Anyway, he does um, red carpet coverage. He's always okay. in like ball gowns and he's very, huh. he's African-American. Okay. Anyway, long story short, he's nominated and I might see his living room tonight. Oh, okay. I get to see their homes. Boo. Interesting. I get to go in to, Kate Blanchett is nominated. Uh-huh. What's her home look like? Does she have Drew Barrymore wallpaper like me? I don't know. That's the fun of it tonight, Boo. I get to go into their homes. Uh-huh. 130 Emmy nominees get cameras. They they sent them cameras and equipment and a uh-huh. kit. And then apparently they're just going to, you know, set it up and sit on their couch and watch. Just like us. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So you don't even know who's nominated for you? No. Well, I know. Do you even, you don't even watch any current shows. I, I do. What other than Bravo stuff? No, I I watched uh, the Miss watch? Mrs. America. Oh, I did watched you, that. Did you watch that? Mm-hmm. Who, who's in that again? Uh, Kate Blanchett. Okay. It's uh, uh, Tracy Ullman, Julianne Moore, the feminist thing from oh, right, in the, right, when, right. yeah. Okay, how was that? It was good. I didn't finish the whole series, but I, fin- I I watched a few episodes. Is that one nominated? Yes, it is. Okay. Anything else? You uh, Regina. Yeah, Regina. My Regina Jones. Regina Jones. Is that? I feel like that's, that's incorrect. That's not her name, is it? There might, be a, there might be a woman named Regina Jones. There Regina Jones. Is. Regina Jones is from Mean Girls, the movie. That's a character in a movie. Who are you talking about? Regina King? Yeah. The girl uh, that was in Watchmen? Watchmen. Yeah. Yeah, the, the girl that's been in everything. Yeah. She was in Friday. Yeah, she's in everything. Yeah. She's amazing. Okay. Regina. Regina King. What did I say? Regina Jones. And there's also <laughs> Oh, no, Regina. Regina George is the one I'm thinking of. Okay. That's the character. There's also a Regina Hill, right? I don't know. Oh, I can't keep up. I did, anyway, I'm looking forward to it. Well, and Schitt's Creek 
is like mm. that's this is their last that's season. That's the one you really follow. You I'm like very, that. very excited that's about a solid Dan show. Levy. Yeah. Eugene Levy's son yeah. and Eugene Levy and, and Catherine uh, O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara, I love her. Uh, so yeah, that'll mean you need to see their homes too. Okay. Well, this is, what time does Zelda start? Is it going to interfere with my sports at all? Well, that. Oh well, I didn't. I thought you said you wanted to watch something that I wanted to watch. No, I was, I was just curious. I'm just curious if the overlap. It's on at five. Okay. Is that okay with you or? Yeah. I'll have to watch the NBA playoffs. I'll have to DVR it and watch it later. We don't have a DVR because you didn't want to get a DVR because you said it was too much money. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Speaking of which. Boo. Oh, boy. Boo-boo. I know. Is Christmas. It's your Christmas present. Am I, do I have amnesias today, my birthday? I don't know. It does feel like I'm mm-hmm. trying to cover up something. Yeah. It does feel like I like did something really, You've really, really bad. You've really been treating me today. Starting <laughs> with, I slept late. Oh, yeah. I woke up, and you had already ordered me breakfast. Yeah, I did. Really breakfast sweet. in bed. Yeah, from uh, our beloved Park Pantry oh. here in Long Beach. Wonderful, wonderful diner. Delicious. And we have not set foot in in over six months. Mm. Uh, but they're still on DoorDash, so that's good. Yeah. So I wake up. Who needs going out? And you got me a nice breakfast. Mm-hmm. Chicken and, fried steak. Yeah. Oh, man. Chicken fried steak and eggs, little hash browns, English muffin. Get out of town. Um, but but I mean, boo, then you then you really treated me. You were like, uh, "Hey, you're gonna watch football today," or you said, "Hey, you're gonna watch the Falcons." I'm a Falcons fan, and I remember that. See, that's uh-huh. because I love you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I said no because living out here on the West Coast, I never get to watch the Falcons unless they're on ESPN or Monday Night Football or something. And uh, you went into your little newly reorganized closet. Katie Cave. The Katie Cave. We'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs> and then you come out a few minutes later, and you have ordered me the NFL Sunday ticket. Yeah, I guess that's how you have to watch the game. That is a huge get, boo. Well, yeah. I've never had that. Okay. I've uh, borrowed other people's passwords occasionally here that and there. That is very fair. People but should. But it's, uh, it's, it's, it's quite a purchase. But uh, old uh, money bags over here, you're just like, hey, pull the trigger. Let's get it. Here's the thing. We're in quarantine. Mm-hmm. Correct? Correct. Okay. There's a pandemic. There's a crazy person running our country. There's so much darkness in the world. And today, on Emmy Day, I realize that I need the Emmys. I don't fucking care about it, really. Uh-huh. But I need to see some pretty people. That's your sport. With some dresses on, uh-huh. okay? And I thought, hey, how can Boo get this happy? How can my Boo become a happy little clam like myself. <laughs> and boom, I thought, okay, his version of Emmys is football, something about a ticket. This is how you watch it with a ticket. So I got you a ticket. Boo, that was so sweet. Ah, That, that really made my day. Well, you good. spoil me. I don't want to get all do. sappy here, but you, uh, you really spoil me. Well, listen... I love you. Uh, well, I love you too. Oh, that's so sweet. But that's the nicest thing. You are such a uh, generous person and such a great gift giver. Thank you, Boo. Like, I it, do love giving gifts. I'm already thinking of Christmas. I'm very excited. Oh, yeah. I already have certain boxes mm-hmm. uh, designated to certain family members. Oh, okay. What do you mean boxes? Well, like oh, you're, you're I have a up. jack box uh-huh. that I'm like trying to starting because there's always a theme uh-huh. with presents with uh, Christmas. So you yeah. have to. Really dig in early. 
What, what do you mean there's a theme? Oh, you create a theme. I create a theme within yeah, like, the theme. like what you did for my birthday. Yes. Like most bug out all the gifts were bug out bag stuff. Right. Okay, I got you. So you have to have the umbrella of the theme mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Is that the... I I, I'm not sure what you're trying to... Anywho, uh-huh. it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, boo, that was, that, was, that was very sweet. I was really... I was, I was taken aback. Oh, you yeah. needed some happy. Yeah. We need some happy around here. Yeah. Well, no, that makes it sound like you've been a real. <laughs> just no. kidding. <laughs> no, I, I think things have been great. No, no, here. things have. I other just... than the pandemic and our country falling apart, but other yeah. like oh, on a more local level, you and I are doing great. Oh, totally. Uh-huh. I'm just saying. I I wanted you to feel like the excitement well, that I way. feel with. And, and you even splurge for the red zone. I don't know what that means. The red yeah, zone. I guess the football thing, fans know what I'm talking red. about. The red zone channel. Mm. Do you know what the red zone is in general in football in the context of football? May I, can I guess? Yes. Okay. Is the red zone where you make a touchdown? Kinda. Mm. The red zone is this arbitrary zone. It, it doesn't really. It it it's not a real thing within the context of the game. But uh, whenever a team is within the 20 yard line or closer to scoring a touchdown. That's just called the red zone. I mean, it, it's not okay. like a rule. Like, it doesn't really affect the game or anything. It's just when someone's, like, in the on the 15-yard line on the other team's 15, like, they're, they're close to a touchdown, close to the end zone, they're like, oh, they're in the red zone. So NFL Sunday Ticket, they have the red zone channel where they, they follow all the games, and any time there's a game where some, a team is in the red zone, like, close to scoring, they cut to that game. Hey, Denver's in the red zone. Let's let's kick it over to that game, and we'll watch and see if they score or not. And they're just bouncing around all this. So you can just sit and watch the red zone all Sunday that, and just keep up with all the games. That's amazing. Oh, it's great. It's that wonderful. sounds really cool. Yeah, so you just hit red zone, yeah, you, and then it'll just do that for you. It'll yeah. just go to each. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they have like wow. they have people back at the network like hosting the red zone channel, you know. And if there's not if none of the teams are in the red zone, then they just show random highlights. But then they're like, oh, breaking. Atlanta's in the red zone. We're going to kick it over to the Atlanta-Dallas game, which, <clears throat> by the way, we're recording this uh, five minutes after Atlanta just blew a 20-point lead. I don't know if they yeah. blew it, or maybe they were just tired. You have to understand, <laughs> yeah. we're in a pandemic. Yeah, maybe they were they just, just tired. just got tired. <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to be positive. Even though, like, they were up by 20. And, all right, I won't. I know you don't care about that. I but, care but boo, about you. Huge, huge get today. Aww, Thank you good. so much. Oh, good. It's, uh, we, we've just been having a, a good time over this week. You've, uh, you mentioned the Katie Closet. Yeah, Katie explain Cave, Katie to, Closet. Uh, explain Working to us title. what's going on Charlie, there. stop it. From start to finish, what do we have going on over okay, here Okay, first of all, guys, I went ahead and took our hoarder unit, which uh, was our living room closet. Got this big uh, living room huge. closet. Like it's, it's um, I mean... It's not the biggest, but it, I guess it would be considered a walk-in closet. It's yeah. probably, I don't know, three feet deep by 12 feet wide. Yeah, what he said. Uh-huh. I don't know. So anyway. About, about 36 square feet. Turned it into, and you were very nice, Boo, because you said you can have that entire closet. Yeah. And then for months, I just used it as, oh, I have to clean up. I'm going to shove this in here. <laughs> and... You know, repeat that, and it became just a big old pile of mess. So I went through it. My friend Liz, who is an amazing organizer. You've been on the phone with Liz for a month. And by the way, side note, you're always on the phone with Liz. Like, you guys spend a lot of time, and, she, and thankfully so. I'm not complaining. Okay. She's, she's helped you a lot. Yes. Um, but you stay on the phone with her for hours yeah. while you're 
reorganizing yeah. and redecorating and painting, and she's kind of your consultant. But you, <laughs> the whole time, you keep the phone in your hand up to your ear. Like, you don't use the ear pods or anything. Yeah, I don't like the pods. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I hate the pods. What I do like is the old-timey, let's plug it in. Yeah. Because that feels like more, I don't know, it feels like that I'm more clear or uh-huh. something. But I know that that's not true. However, I really do like holding a phone, okay. like old school phones. Uh-huh. And I like that. And that, that motion, holding it up to your head, it's just, it reminds, I don't know, I just enjoy it. It's like, your, oh, it's... Your arm doesn't get tired? No. Okay. Anyway, so yes. you've been on the phone for a month with yep. Liz. <laughs> she's, she's helped you through the whole... By the way, and I know we've talked about this a little bit here and there in the last few weeks, but uh, about a month... Oh, yeah. For the last month, you've just totally revamped our apartment. It looks like a different place. Yeah. It looks like one of those ABC primetime shows. What was that one? Um, uh, a home makeover something. Oh, Extreme Home extreme, Makeover. Yeah. Where That's like the, what it is. The family gets booted out for two weeks, and then they come back and like, oh, my God. That's oh what this gosh. place looks like. So, anyway, I cut you off. Carry no. on with the closet explanation. Well, okay. Basically, we organized the closet, uh-huh. Liz and I. And you know what? It's the best thing ever because I got a little desk and in the corner I wallpapered it and it's my own little area mm-hmm. and I'm not going to do anything stupid in that area. It looks like <laughs> I'm not going to kill myself. I'm just saying that area is for like a working. It looks like a dressing room. Yeah, it's like, like a, a dress backstage yes. at a theater. This is the Katie Strandberg I on mean, the door. I love this space so much. Mm-hmm. I can just shut my like self in there uh-huh. and and do whatever I want. Yeah. Like yesterday, you, you, little shed. you shut the doors. You just locked yourself into the little <laughs> I closet. I did. I had to watch a webinar. <laughs> yeah, had to watch a webinar. What's, what's he, Charlie, what's he doing? Yeah, you you well, got to be quiet, buddy. I know. Does, does he have a bone or I something? I him too, and then I guess he's done. Charlie, be quiet, buddy. Just stay on the couch. Stay there. Where it's soft and the noise doesn't. Okay. What? You got to stay on the couch. <laughs> but it looks great. You put up some Drew Barrymore wallpaper. Oh, be- stick and what is it? Stick and peel. Peel and stick. stick. Peel and stick. You, you peel it first. Then you stick. Yeah, you don't you stick, stick it and then peel. It's a whole peel whole and thing. stick. And you got your little desk and I a have little a little mirror. picture of a bird. I love birds. Oh, the joys. The joy. This has brought me so much joy. I think maybe that's it. Maybe I got so much joy uh-huh. from this that I wanted you to feel that yeah. with NFL ticket. Well, I do feel it, boo. Good. You're so joyful. That uh, yesterday I caught you doing like a little cheerleader dance. Okay, that's. Well, and I've never it? seen you do like cheerleader. I didn't. Well, and then I, you told me <laughs> I, I, we've been together almost eight. I've known you for over eight years. Over eight years. And I had no idea mm-hmm. that you used to be a cheerleader. That's so cute of you to say. Uh-huh. So you don't remember what I said yesterday. Here's the thing. I auditioned. Uh-huh. I tried out to be a cheerleader. Yeah, in high school they call it. In high school. In sports they call it tryout. Right. You don't Sport. audition. I tried I tried out. Here's the thing. I got a call back with a football team. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be Kelly Kapowski from Saved by the Bell. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, this is how I'm gonna be so cool. Okay. I'm gonna go in to high school on the mother effing freshman cheerleading squad. Okay. Now, now was this uh, like for football or basketball or or how does that like? No, it's for the whole it year. For the so whole like year, you do all the, the sports. Yes. So okay. in that summer before cheer camp, which was like a coveted thing that all girls wanted to go to, uh-huh. you have to go and audition. I mean, 
Try, try out. out. Yeah. Right. Whatever. You're so Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Like, if you got a job interview at Starbucks, you're like, I got an audition today. <laughs> I got a call back. <laughs> you mean an uh, interview? A second interview. <laughs> So, yeah. So but you, here's the you thing. You auditioned for the high This is high school? Yes. And you had to make your own cheer, mm-hmm. like a cheer dance to a song. Okay. But you had to also memorize and learn a cheer. And then you also had to, like, show you, like, you could do a handstand or cartwheels okay. or, like, backflip bullshit. So, like, in, yeah. uh, like, before high school, like middle school and stuff, rec league, you were a cheerleader? No. 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 Uh-huh. I was, I, um, I played. Uh, soccer. Uh-huh. I did soccer, ASO, so uh-huh. a youth soccer okay. organization. So you'd never, yeah. you didn't have any experience. No experience with at all. Cheering. No, no. or but dancing you- or any type of ing. There was none of that. It was just I thought I could be Kelly Kapowski. This is my way to be cool in high school, and I'm very spirited. You are very. Spirited. I am very spirited. So I thought, <laughs> who else would be a cheerleader? Uh-huh. You know, of course me. And um, so I love the confidence. I love the confidence I had. I've I had to use pom poms that I bought from Toys R Us because I've never cheered before, uh-huh. and other people had their cheerleading stuff from you know yeah seventh the grade year eighth before, grade yeah right. I just had to buy pom poms mm-hmm. that were red. Uh-huh. The school colors were not red. Oh. It was oh really? <laughs> yeah. huh. And I came in and I was so excited, and then I did my little dance. And what? So you chore- choreographed your own dance, having no dance experience. Yes. I just kind of went for it. How'd that go? I'd say strong. Strong? Strong start. Uh-huh. Kind of, uh, it was short. It was a short dance. Okay. Strong strong start, short dance, and then I got mocked by fucking Mrs. Gates or whatever her name was, the cheerleading captain. The the lady that was in charge of the auditions. Was there any like tumbling or gymnastics involved? Did you do any flips or They had that option uh-huh. if you could share what you're good at yeah. like that. And I I didn't I could kinda cartwheel. Okay. But that's that's iffy. Huh. That's hard because I get kind of sick hmm. when I'm <laughs> So how'd the audition go? Okay, started off great. You went in you're you're in the middle of a basketball court. Uh-huh. There's a big big table on the stage. Who all is there watching? Okay, so the varsity cheerleading captain, the JV cheerleading captain, and um, Mrs. Gates or Yates or whatever the hell mm-hmm. her name was. It was awful. Mm-hmm. And uh, two other people, like a dance person, whatever. Mm-hmm. No, but there's like five, it. It looks like American Idol. Like mm-hmm. there's the judges. There you go. You go in. And I was so excited. And so our high school colors were teal, black, and white. Okay. And so my thing, this is what I thought would be like. Those are odd colors. Very weird. And we were sharks. Mm -hmm. It's strange. We weren't near the ocean. It's whatever. Well, I guess the San Jose sharks, I think those are their colors. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, come in. And I said, go big teal. Go big teal? (laughs) Go big teal. Uh Uh-huh. That was my big thing. Go uh, Big Teal. Go Big Teal. I kept saying that. <laughs> um, you just kept going, go I Big did. Teal. And then and what then, did you do? What well, was the I was so excited because like, I came in with the red pom-poms. Uh-huh. And I didn't have a cheer outfit. Like a lot of people had their old cheer outfits uh-huh. or cheer. What you wear? Um, 
I had soccer shorts. Uh-huh. And then I... Umbros? Remember Umbros? They were kind of like... Yeah. Uh-huh. But like the cheap version. Okay. Like cheap version of Umbros. Yeah. Like from Costco where it was uh-huh. like in a pack of 12. Uh, and I had like a running shirt on. Uh-huh. <laughs> like not even the right colors. It was like white. And you said, go big teal. Whoa, was there music involved? Um, yeah, that was the, well, then we got to share our dance uh-huh. and that was when music was involved. What, what song did you do? Okay. So, uh, you want to, you want to pull it up for yeah, us? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Let me Which find song? it. You there. got it queued up? I, I do. Okay. I this, do. Okay. Here oh, we go. Okay. Here we so go. So picture it now. Red, uh-huh. red pom poms. I'm uh-huh. coming in. Boom. Oh, little, boom. little boom. CNC boom. music boom. factor. Yeah. Uh-huh. Boom, 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 boom. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Who's excited? Me. Uh-huh. Go Big Teal. Who's excited? Go Big Teal. Uh-huh. And this is where it ended. Uh, like, it literally... Right don't, here. It don't just... Yeah. You only got, like, five seconds into it? Well, I only had one move. Did you... <laughs> it literally ended that quick? Um, it ended... There was probably one more... One more? One more part. I'll tell you. Uh, go Big Teal. Now you're dancing. I'm dancing. Same. Just one move over one and move. over. And then, boom, done. There we it. go. Really? Yeah. Wow. Now. Now, was it you You quit or <laughs> like at an actual audition where they're like, all right, cut. Don't call us. We'll call they you. Asked, We've seen enough. <laughs> well, they ruined the whole thing for uh-huh. me because I had a whole theatrical thing planned. However, I am not a dancer. Uh-huh. So... <laughs> I <laughs> There was going to be lip singing. Uh-huh. There was going to, you know, I was really going to feel the space. Uh-huh. And unfortunately, they they said, "Oh, is that they stopped it at that point." <coughs> and Mrs. Asshole said, "Is that your only dance move?" And I I died. I looked at her with wide eyes and I just said, "Yeah." She's like, okay, I think we've seen enough. Oh, seen enough. And I... That's never, that's never a positive. No, no, no. She was making fun of me as I was dancing. Oh. She was mimicking my amazing no. dance she was during you? the dance. Really? Yeah. Oh, boo. It was really traumatizing. Mm. Yeah, I think it's one of those moments where I'm like, I'll never forget that. <laughs> now, um... Scarred for life. How long prior to the audition slash tryout did you start preparing? Was this like <laughs> an all summer thing, like or like right. the year before, like next year? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna practice all year, and next year I'm gonna try out and make the team. Well, or is this like a week before? You're like, <laughs> I'll try that. It was about a week before, <laughs> but I I thought, how hard can it be? I mean, I've seen cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to say, by the way, now, present Katie uh-huh. understands yeah. the art of cheerleading. Uh-huh. I get it. I get cheer camp. It's gymnastics, but on crack, it's hard and dancing. But it, at the time, young Katie was like, I got this shit. Like, I actually had confidence. I truly believe I lost all confidence in that moment mm-hmm. forever. So I should really blame uh-huh. Mrs. whatever her name was for that. Hmm. So you didn't make it. I they passed. They passed. They passed on me mm-hmm. for the freshman team, mm-hmm. which anybody got on the freshman team. It wasn't j- there was varsity, JV, and freshman squad. Freshman squad is basically like okay, 
Let them in. Did and they didn't even any- ask me to do the fucking, uh, oh, sorry to say, I don't know why I'm sorry for F-words. Watch ah. your language. But um, what is that thing that's the animal or whatever? The mascot. The mascot. Usually if you suck at the audition, <laughs> they'll, they'll throw you a bone. And I didn't even get mascot. Oh, man. You didn't get to wear the shark suit. No. Mm. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, I'm not trying to be mean here. Um, that's okay. But not to you. But when I was in high school, it mm-hmm. seemed like every year mm-hmm. they had a couple where you could tell they mm-hmm. threw them a bone, like a couple um, uh, uh, chunky gals. Okay. Did y'all have any chunky gals? We, uh, like, Because that would, and I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm, I'm a chunky guy. But that would make me feel bad if I was trying out for cheerleading and I didn't get it. And then you go to the first game as a fan and there's like a morbidly obese girl who's well, no. like the base of the of the pyramid. Yeah, well, you need strong people. I'm very strong, by the way. Yeah, I would have been strong. an amazing uh-huh. base. No, uh, you're yes, though. You're right uh-huh. in what you said. Yes, there were yeah, larger ladies. Couple of, there's always one or two. Yeah, no, this was, and also, boo, reminder, freshman mm-hmm. squad. These are eighth graders. Yeah. I, I don't even think they had a limit. Yeah. The, 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 the freshman squad was huge. Oh, that makes it even worse. There was no, like. <laughs> I don't think there was, like. It's not like there was only 10 spots and they had 50 people try yeah, out. Sorry. It was like, well, it was like 15 spots uh-huh. and like. 20 people there or 17. Wow. Wasn't my favorite thing I've Mm. ever done. I'm not going to say I cried, Mm. but I will because I did. Well, look, here's not a big deal. Like, I don't want to shit over all over cheerleaders, but like, as a player, I played football all four years, I played baseball. Uh, we didn't have cheerleaders in baseball, but in football, oh, man, yeah. it's goofy. It's I still don't understand it. Like, when you watch college football, they still have, like, I don't know, whenever they, like, take a break or go to commercial, like, those last few seconds before they break for commercial, they'll show, they'll pan and show the cheer. They're just like, go dogs, go Bulldogs! And they just get this fake smile and this fake energy. And it just seems so, like, what's the point of this? You hilarious straight mm-hmm. male. Here's the thing. The band I loved. Yes. I loved the marching. That got me jazzed up. That got me psyched up. Yeah. And you hear those, the drum corps and, yeah. and the brass. And, it, like, I loved the band. I appreciated the band. I didn't really know what purpose the cheerleading squad served. Okay. Well, in college, like the college cheerleaders, mm-hmm. their tryouts are very dance. Like those are all very mm-hmm. talented and good dancers uh-huh. that have done years and years of dance since they were little and they had the cute little ballerina pictures. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I'm holding a stupid soccer ball with the fuchsia <laughs> phantoms. What? Who, who, Never who, mind. That, anyway. That's a whole other yep. story. <laughs> it's different. <laughs> but long story short... <laughs> no, but they, they, I know that's what you see on TV, but uh-huh. when they, have you, did, in high school, did you have a cheerleading squad and a dance team? I don't believe so. Okay, so we had a cheerleading squad and a dance we team. We had, <laughs> I'm not being oh, No. We had a flag team okay, that yeah. appeared we had a flag. to be... Right. Upon first <laughs> sight, it appeared that these are the girls that didn't make the cheerleading squad. I didn't make the flag they, team. Oh. So that you're very right with that, okay. and is, that is true. Is the flag team the same as the dance team? No. Okay. So there's, there's cheerleaders, <laughs> there's dance team, and flag Everyone team. has a chance uh-huh. to get on that field and, and wiggle, and I didn't. <laughs> 
Oh, boo. Anyway, it's fine. But yeah, we had a dance team. Mm-hmm. We had cheerleading. So there was dance team, cheerleading, uh, custodian, not custodian. What is that? Uh, camouflage. What? What? The the character and the the mascot. Mascot. Sorry. Custodian <laughs> and camouflage to mascot. Where's your brain? I don't know. Where are you at, boo? Anyway, so just you, reliving trauma, oh, yeah, boo. Yeah, I understand. This is traumatic for you. Anyway, and the flag team. Uh-huh. And nada enchilada. You didn't make any of them? Nothing. Hmm. Did you have to try out for the flag team, too? People just got asked. Oh, the people who didn't make... The people who almost made... But do you want to hear the cutest thing ever? Mm -hmm. When I heard there was a flag team, I went and I had a baton when I was little. Uh So I thought, okay, just like the pom-poms, I'm going to come prepared. Yeah. So I got a baton Mm -hmm. and I didn't have a flag, but I just decided to use like computer paper. So there was... (laughs) So I wrapped... Computer paper? Around, you taped so. computer paper to your baton? Fully, at and this made a point, flag? my parents should have said, okay, we should sit down with her and see if she's okay. Yeah, there needed to like, be. They should have, I should have gone to a, like, a very interesting school for interesting kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were red flags all over. But anyway. Literally and figuratively. <laughs> red computer no, paper flags. Uh, listen, red flags and you, you black and teal flags. Can I show you the dance? Mm-hmm. Can I show you that I've got... I think you have to see it. Yeah. I'll describe what's going okay. on to our listeners. All right. All right. I'm going to show you because I think you... Yeah. All right. All right. She's All standing right. up. Start at the beginning. Okay. Beginning. You, yeah. Oh, at the beginning. You want to start, take beginning. it from the top. Okay. She's doing some arm motions and she just hit herself. <laughs> All right. Doing like a chicken wing type thing. And then... Okay, kind of a running man, the old, if you know the old running man dance. Uh-huh. And it goes faster. And it goes faster. <laughs> and these are pom-poms. And she's got, pom- got fake pom-poms. Okay. Oh, she just did a jump, like where she did yeah. a, a... That was it. Uh, that's it. Okay. I, I, yeah, I hit my arms, mm-hmm. but it's a lot faster and fun. Uh-huh. But yeah, I know the choreography still. That was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I step back with my arm. Uh-huh. And then I did like an elbow thing, like you're throwing an elbow in professional wrestling. Then I took my arm Uh and did a a bit of a a shake Uh above my head. Maybe even a shimmy. Yeah, a shimmy swim. Uh huh. Yeah. And it's fun because both sides of my body did it. Okay. Yeah. And and then, and then, symmetrical. Yeah, Mrs. Whatever the Hell was doing the same thing. Oh, man. That's not nice. You shouldn't openly mock the people right in front of you. She did with me. It's not a... And then I was blacklisted. (laughs) Mm. Well, you're not... um, Come on. You're not super graceful. How good are those moves? I think... Listen. Well, I mean, I'm a bad judge. I I don't know anything about dance moves. See, that's what you do when you want to say something mean, but you can't, so you're being nice. I'm a bad judge. Or you'll say... really know about that i'm being diplomatic and if you're talking about and jokes you'll know. say there's something there those are the dave phrases where i know <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> this was horrible yeah it's okay well i just don't think um i'm just long and gr- so that doesn't help with this ceiling either so gracefulness that- and coordination aren't your strong suits you have many many strong Thank suits you. no i know yeah but uh, you know i hurt myself often yeah 
You're a big klutz. I just wanted to go to stupid cheer camp, okay? Mm-hmm. I wanted to go to cheer camp because everyone had so many fun stories. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to have pictures with cute little sweatshirts on. Everyone's hanging out, braiding each other's hair. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm fucking on the fuchsia phantoms. Well. They had male cheerleaders. Would you ever try out to be a male cheerleader? What do you think? <laughs> I. Why would I want to do that? Because that's... Honestly, the smart guys do yeah, that. Yeah, the smart guys, that way they get to look up the cheerleaders' panties. <laughs> oh, so you're a creep. Got it. I love that one. <laughs> no, those guys are the smartest dudes in the school. They get to grope and fondle the cheerleaders. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to go play football. All right. Yeah, you were a football person. Well, you were a cool kid in high school. I wasn't a cool yeah, kid. Yeah, that's what all cool kids say. Me. I wasn't cool. I was just there, and everyone liked me. I wasn't like a... You know, I wasn't an obnoxious jock. I, I had friends in many different circles. Okay. Like, I had my jock friends from football and baseball, but then I was also friends with, like, uh, drama kids and band kids, you know, art art kids. I, I was down. I, was, I ran in many circles. Yeah, you did. You, yeah. Were, you were the man about town. Yeah, yeah. I did okay. But, um, yeah, I, I appreciate you showing us that dance. Thing. Well, I wanted you to see it because I feel like the move wasn't captured. Yeah. Like, you have to see the move because yeah. if I say I'm doing one move yeah. and then I do faster, faster, faster uh-huh. with the dance, you're going to be like, what kind of move? But see, that move is explosive, uh-huh. right? Like, didn't you that feel... That was explosive. <laughs> <laughs> that, it was an explosive move. Oh. I wow. realize I'm not a cheerleader and that's okay. I, I'm glad you're not that type. Maybe I should have tried. All the cheerleaders in my school were stuck up. And and here's the thing, too. Like, um, Well, they're beautiful. No, they weren't. We all thought they were beautiful because our sample size was small. Oh. Like, I don't understand. Well, I thought they were beautiful because I only knew the few hundred girls that I went to school with. And then I graduated, and I went out to the real world, and I was like, oh, Y'all weren't that. Y'all weren't that special. See, guys say that all the time. Yeah. But guess what? My high school was stacked. Like they. Ours was not. No, we had ours some, was. We had some I real mean, omega moves. Beyond, and the guys looked like big zits with hats mm. on. Ugh. I never dated a cheerleader though. Really? I, w- I wasn't interested in that. Of I wasn't course you weren't, because they were just... fun and happy, and you were like, "Ew, I don't like fun and happy. I want the emo girl that listens to music that sucks." <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Wow. Ooh. <laughs> you okay? I'm okay. I'm uh-huh. sorry. I, right. It's just reliving this trauma. I shouldn't have brought it up. That's all right. I would have been a great cheerleader, though. I would have had... What if I was a cheerleader? My life would have been so different. How? I don't really know. Don't worry about it. Don't all live right. in the past. I won't, but I'm just saying I would have been really good. Yeah. And well, if it makes you feel any better, uh, I, I pulled a real doofus move yesterday. Okay. Um, you might remember yesterday, uh, oh, I woke up. The bike ride. And I was just feeling good. And I was feeling, just felt like, I'm going to get out. I'm going to get some exercise. Something about the weekend, even though, and I, I don't know if we've talked about this, I haven't had a Monday through Friday 9 to 5 in a decade. Right. But I still love the weekend. There's uh, who something doesn't? about like, yeah, like you know, I didn't earn this. I didn't work forty hours this week. But hey, it's Saturday. Come We're on. doing it. I do like the vibe that's in the air, uh, especially on a Saturday in the fall. Ooh. Football. Oh, even though it doesn't feel like fall around here. That, by the way, side note was my back in Georgia. Fall 
Saturday in the fall in the South. Oh, God. Wonderful. Magical. Anyway, yesterday, Saturday morning, woke up. It's feeling good. And uh, I was like, I'm going to get some exercise today. And um, also, I haven't been, since COVID, uh, I haven't been to a record store. Most of them have been closed. But I'm, yeah. And even if they were open, I was just, I'm not interested in going inside and shopping any, anywhere. Uh, so I literally have not been inside a record store since early March. And uh, I noticed that uh, the one here that I frequent, Fingerprints Music in Long Beach, I noticed they've opened up recently. And I said, you know what, I'm going to ride my bike to the record store. And I even brought my backpack because I was going to buy a couple I of records. I was going to buy a couple of records, put them in my backpack, and then you know wear the backpack and then bike home. Aww. And uh, I was so excited. And uh, so I got the bike. First of all, I went out and I got my bike, and immediately there was a flat tire because <laughs> I haven't ridden it in a while. Okay. So I bring it back in, and I go, honey, can I take your bike? And you've got a real cool bike, too, even though it's kind of a... How would you describe your bike? You got a basket. It's more like of a, a beach old, cruiser. Yeah, beach. like an old but lady has, bike. Yeah. Like the the one that the, the, the witch the, in the, the Wicked Witch of the West. But I do like that bike a lot. It's very comfortable. Anyway, so I took your bike and I rode uh it's about about a mile and a half there. So it's about three miles round trip. So I rode the mile and a half and the whole time and this is about noon, and it's still very hot here, even though it's September. Uh, so it was, it was probably 85 degrees out yesterday. and uh, But because I don't have much experience riding your bike, I, I rolled the whole way there. Uh, didn't realize I had it in a low gear. Oh. I was making it much harder on myself oh, than it needed no. to be. So I, I worked up quite a lather. <laughs> <laughs> and I was wearing my my standard, you know, black, uniform, my, yeah. my black Carhartt. And uh, by the time I got to the store, I looked like somebody had pushed me into a lake. Oh, I no. was... Completely drenched. Not like the little, you got a couple little spots around the pits or the chest. No, no. Like, I looked like I had been submerged in a body of water. Oh, God. And I walked in, and immediately the girl goes, I don't know if this is, like, policy, but it literally, I walked through the door, and she goes, hey, uh, if you don't mind, could you use some uh, hand sanitizer right there? They had a big <laughs> jug of hand sanitizer right by the door. So I'm assuming they say that to every customer that walks through the door. They do. It's but COVID. she sized me up, and here I am just dr- literally dripping. She's like, can you bathe in it? Thanks. She's like, Thank uh, you. And then I, gra- I had my backpack, and I said, hey, you know, do you want to hang on to this? Because a lot of stores don't want you rummaging around with your own backpack. They think you're going to steal some stuff. And she goes, um, you can pet it. She like. She, like, curled her nose. She goes, you can put it over there. And it wasn't even, like, a cubby hole, like, where the other... on the ground. She was just, like... I I had the feeling, like... And I've done that before. Like, usually they will take it and put it behind the counter. She was just, like, She didn't want to touch it. She didn't want anything to do with me. (laughs) And I didn't realize how sweaty I was, but I caught myself. They had a mirror, and I walked by the mirror, and I was, like, oh, shit. Like, I'm... I'm a wet man. I'm like just dripping wet. <laughs> well, you run hot. You run hot. And uh, but this was beyond hot. It was an incident. It was. A, I was going to create a scene. Like oh. people were like like looking over their shoulder. Like, oh. and uh, I didn't even. I didn't even shop. I You're just, like that stinky kid from Peanuts. Yeah, What's I just that? grabbed my bag and I. Oh, no. So defeated the whole purpose of me riding my bike over there. Oh. Well, you did come back fast, and yeah. I was like, good job. <laughs> Usually and, I spend a lot yeah. of time. No, not not on this one. <sighs> Listen, that's okay. What can you At do? least you didn't do it in front of 
a panel of judges. Yeah, I guess not. But yeah, I felt like a real doofus. Well, I drove home with nothing, you know. You rode your bike home. Yeah, rode rode my bike home with yes. no records. <laughs> no records. So. But uh, but lesson learned. Yeah. We don't bike to the record store. Yeah, I don't have to bring a change of clothes. <laughs> Just go in the alley like it's a like, like a unhoused person and change. <laughs> Can I use your bathroom? Jeez. Oh. So. That's all right. Anyway, we are the Stonebergs. Hi. I'm Dave Stone. That's I, Katie Stramberg. Yeah. Uh, 562-548-2012, in that order. Feel free to call us anytime, anytime. 24-7. Go ahead and uh, make a, put us in your phone. Let's do it. Create Let's a do new it contact. right now. Create a new contact. Add. 562-548-2012. We are here to answer your questions. Yes. To hopefully offer some advice. Maybe. More than likely. Probably not. Just rambling nonsense. Yeah. But hey, we're rooting for you. Yeah, and take what you can take what you need. <laughs> Leave the rest. Like you don't need to take it all. Sometimes just take a little. Take all you want, but eat all you take. There that's you what go. my dad used to say Aww, about that's dinner. Cute. Yeah, take all you want, but eat all you take. And I was like, okay. Uh anyway, <laughs> should we handle some calls, boo? Yes. Let's, let's get into do it. it. Hey Dave and Katie, this is Brian and Larissa. And we just wanted to give you guys a call and let you know it's actually the 12 year anniversary of our first date and we've been married it'll be uh six months in october six years six years i'm sorry (laughs) um but hey a couple questions for you dave i uh listened to the episode where you described all 45 of your jobs and everything um question i had for you about that as a former touring musician i've always found that uh quote-unquote tour manager uh, has a pretty loose definition of a job. Um, you know, I've had and seen tour managers that did everything from driving and, you know, booking hotels to just, you know, being in a band where basically the tour manager was just our drummer and he just made sure that we got there. So I was curious as to, um, if you could tell us a little bit about what your job was as a tour manager for multiple rock bands in the early 2000s. And Katie, what happened to kicking it with Katie, dude? Miss that stuff. Um, and my wife has a question for you as well. <laughs> uh, no questions. I just want to say you guys are awesome. Uh, Katie, you are perfect and beautiful. And it seems like you deal with some insecurities, and I get it. And just in case you need to hear it today, I just think you're awesome. And uh, no questions or further comments. Keep being you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Love you. Love Boogie Monster. Love Stonebergs. Hope you guys are doing all right. Bye. Brian and Larissa, thank you so oh, much. I love you guys. I'm going to cry. That, I'm going to cry. That kind of sounded like a backhanded compliment. Like you're dealing with what insecurities? Oh, a lot. Oh, okay. Because, well, you know, I'm. You talk about that. Oh, yeah, all the okay. time. Yeah. Do you not listen to me? Yeah, I, I do. Oh, wow. Tune in out. Larissa, thank you. I love you so much. Uh, you're the greatest. Let's be best friends. Brian, you too. Oh, my goodness. Happy anniversary. What did happen with Kicking It With Katie? Oh, just my ADD. I need to go back to it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> For those who don't know. <laughs> I uh, used to have a smash it web series. Yeah. Uh, you did it on uh, Instagram. Yeah. And then you tried to do some some live classes. I in did. Griffith Park in L.A. Maybe that's what happened. I did live classes uh-huh. and then no one came. They were free. They were free. Fitness in the park. It's free. And I was going to, yeah, and I tailor mm-hmm. made you a personal training session and mm-hmm. no one came. You had a couple people. I, two people came. Uh-huh. One lady helped organize my apartment. I paid her. She uh-huh. came, I think, out of guilt. <laughs> and then you came. So that doesn't count. 
two people. That's all right. It's all right. Anyway, so I think maybe that was in the back of my head, but then Mm -hmm. I kept doing it, and then all that shit happened. Long story short, thank you, Brian, and I will be back on it. You were great at it. Thank you, guys. You were great at it. You know, because uh, I don't know if we've talked about this, but you're a uh, certified personal trainer. Right. You uh, took the class. You studied all summer. Oh, I took the test three times. That thing, (laughs) I would help you, and uh, I mean, it... It was almost like a pre-med class. It was like, awful. It was insane how much, like, uh, biology and stuff you had to learn. I know. I, like, ha- remember I bought that Halloween skeleton and I, like... <laughs> Just had a skeleton <laughs> in the closet. <laughs> with all the muscles in it, with mm-hmm. yarn. Yeah, I got arts and crafty yeah. with it, but, yeah. Yeah, you should you should try to do that around here. I'm going to. I'm going to... Listen, well, with the pandemic, I'll do the videos. I could mm-hmm. do the videos. But, like, even with the pandemic, you could do it out in the park. The social distancing. That, I don't uh, know. That, that scares right. me. Yeah? With the... I don't know. I just want to never. To answer your question, Brian, uh, what what did I do when I was a, a tour manager? Um, I think I mentioned I, I tour managed uh, three bands. It was all the same nucleus of dudes. It was all um, Rich Ward's uh, bands, uh, Stuck Mojo, uh, Fozzie, which was like their side project with the uh, wrestling superstar Chris Jericho, and then they had a, a third side project called a Six Speed, and uh, yeah. So my thing was. Oh yeah, uh, my thing was um, I, I handled all the logistics. I booked the hotels. I would get on the phone. This was like before. Well, I guess we had internet, but it wasn't email wasn't as prominent as it was now. So it was a lot of phone work. So I was always on the phone with the venues and figuring out what time a sound check and what time the doors open and what. And uh, I, w- I would have to make sure that the rider was uh, sufficiently stocked. Uh, the the hospitality rider. We had a writer like, you know, every show we need. Uh, and these guys were like real um, health conscious and worked out a lot and ate well. So it was all, you know, we need a pound of turkey and, uh, and you know, we need uh, protein powders and we need granola bars. Oh, wow. and we need, so I had to make sure that the writer was there every night. I just handled all the logistics. I drove the van. Uh, I booked the hotels. Um, I handled a lot of the money. They gave me like a credit card. I handled like you know I put all the hotels on the card and gas and handled all the finances. So it was a it was a pretty uh, in depth gig, uh, but I loved it. And uh, with Stuck Mojo, they were more the most metal of the three bands. Uh, so with them, I would often have to do what we called pit patrol. Like during the show, I'd have oh. to go out. There was always a pit, a mosh pit. So I'd have to go out and kind of. Uh, uh, surveil the mosh pit to make sure that nobody was getting out of hand. Like in conjunction with like the venue security staff, I would have to oversee and make sure no one's getting out of hand that way to keep us uh, away from any lawsuits or anything like that. That sounds terrifying. Yeah. So I, I did kind of everything. So it was a lot of fun. Good for you. For, yeah. And travel, got to see the country. We traveled all over the country. Uh, got to tour with uh, metal metalheads will remember uh got to tour with slipknot we toured with seven i know slipknot seven dust uh nothing face um yeah just uh yeah it was a good time how do i know slipknot do they, you they were huge do you listen to slipknot not anymore i mean i, I listened huh. to it a little bit back then but uh they were they were pretty wow, extreme I don't know how i know it but yeah i just handled all things logistic hotels travel driving it's like yes. what you do now. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> Except it, it, for yourself. It really did. Like, uh, I had no idea at the time that, you know, one day later I would be doing the same thing but for myself. But it definitely uh, helped me 
when I started touring for myself. It's like, oh, I, I know how to do all this stuff. Yeah. So, uh, that's awesome. Oh, and I'd also have to make sure we get paid. There was a couple nights where, where there was one night where I like threatened a guy. Guy didn't want to pay us. We were oh, supposed dear. to play an hour. We played like 52 minutes and he didn't want to pay us at all. Oh, and uh, basically me and Rich were like, all right, well, uh, we're about to kick your ass <laughs> and, and take, you know, take a bunch of, I, I pulled that on my own one time uh, back when I was touring with the Beards of Comedy. I think I've told this story. We drove 14 hours to do a gig in Omaha, Nebraska. And at the end of the show, uh, they didn't have a doorman and we noticed that nobody was collecting money. Oh my God. And then we had like a door deal where we get like 80% of every, you know. So I did the math at the end. I was like, hey, I, I counted, one of the bartenders like, hey, I counted, you know, 40 40 heads, uh, you know, whatever that equated. It was around 400 bucks. I think tickets were like 12 bucks. We got like 10 bucks out of every 12. It's like, yeah, you owe us 400 bucks. And he's like, what are you talking about? Mm. I was like, "Uh, we had a door deal. We get X amount of the door, X amount of people here. That's that's the money you owe us. No, no, it's just me tonight. I thought y'all were collecting the money. I didn't collect any money. You're supposed to have your own door guy. That's what the guy said. It's like, look, and oh, look, dumbass. No God. band or co- comedian travels with their own door guy. The venue handles the door. Yeah. And he basically told me to fuck off. And uh, I got on the phone with his boss, and he basically told me to fuck <gasps> off. And that's why I told the guy on the phone. I was like, well, listen, there's four of us and one employee. I'm leaving here with $400 worth of something. And I told uh, Andy Sanford, I was like, go get the van, pull it around. I'm about to take $400 of this liquor, and this little goober's not going to stop me. And uh, by that time, the, the guy was like, well, hand the phone to the other guy, to the bartender. And they talked for a minute, and eventually they paid us. But, wow. Like, yeah, you have to do that sometimes oh when you do these God. DIY gigs. People try to fuck you. But, yeah, I remember we were up in uh, Minneapolis with the band one time, and this guy basically just told us to fuck off. I'm not paying you because you only paid, played 52 minutes instead of 60 minutes, which I don't even know if that was true. And I was, I, I was like doing the math. I was like, well, then pay us 90% of what you owe us instead of 100%. And they're he still went, like, no. Yeah. And uh, basically, we, me and Rich were like, well, somebody's about to get their ass kicked because we didn't drive up here for our health. We're here wow. to get paid. And uh, eventually, they paid us. So, Good <laughs> job, boo. I don't like being the tough guy. Um, but every now and then, when it comes to your money, sometimes you have to get mean. And, uh, yeah, that was... Uh, and sometimes you have to get mean even if you're in a Rite Aid and there's a gift card thing happening. What, what, what story is that? No, I just... I, I freaked out on a lady in Rite Aid once. What you do? I was just Recently? No, long time ago. I got asked to leave. It was, I was so depressed. Okay, anyway. Moving on. Next call. Moving along. Let's see what we got here. Got, got... What do we got? All right. Hey, David and Katie. This is Joel from Austin, Texas. Um... I just, I, I got a, I got a question for Dave, especially after listening to the last couple episodes. You've done so much and you've found your niche. How do you know when you found it? Because man, I've been, I've been floating through. I've, I've worked a steady career for about six years now and I just don't, I don't think it's for me anymore. And I am looking to get out of it and it terrifies me, man. And you like, I, I went back and I listened to the litany of jobs that you've had and it's, it's inspiring, frankly, but it's also, you know, one of those things where it's like, I don't know if I have the courage to do what you've done. And man, I, I, I just don't, I, 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So I'm I'm looking for some some like some life advice from Dave and Katie. I I fucking love you too. You're you're an awesome lady. You remind me a lot of my my wife, who has never done her business in a cat box before. But even if she did, I wouldn't judge her for it. Um, so yeah, that's 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 what I'm calling to ask about. Um, man, it's rough out there right now, and I want to follow my dreams, but I don't know how to. And that's that's my biggest question. I I know it's not a simple answer, but at the same time, maybe I'll make it on the show. Maybe I won't. But y'all are awesome. Keep doing what you do. And uh, thanks for the entertainment. Peace. Joel, thanks for checking in, buddy. Thanks, Joel. Joel from Austin, Texas. What a wonderful town that is. You ever been to Austin? No. Oh, man, I love it so much. But if this is Austin, I still love you. Remember that song? No. What's that? Oh, it's a country song. Huh. Who who sang that? Um, Col- Was it Colin Ray? I don't know. Col- I don't anyway. remember that one. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. I don't know if I played that on South 106.1. I don't, I'm sure you have. Anyway. Uh, Joel, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. That's something that uh, many people suffer with. I, I suffered with it until I found comedy. Uh, yeah. You know, when I was a cop, I from day one, I, didn't, I knew I didn't really want to do that long term. Um, I thought I wanted to do landscaping long term. Um, but uh, I don't know how to, I don't know what the... Uh, the measuring stick is there. I think maybe you have to ask yourself this. Um, is there a job out there that I would do for free? Yes. And comedy was that. And I did do it for free for many, many, many years. Um, my point is find something that, and I know this is an old cliche, uh, mm-hmm. you find something you love, you never work a day in your life. But that's true. I don't consider stand-up comedy or even podcasting work. I yeah. work hard at it. I work yeah. hard at being a comic. I travel and I try to write new jokes and I try to do as many shows as I can, but I don't look at it as work. So right. um, I think you have to ask yourself, you know, what's something I enjoy doing hobby-wise or, you know, whatever, uh, and would I be willing to do that for free for a while? Mm-hmm. And I'd, I've said this before, but my favorite quote of all time is baseball player Pete Rose used to say, I can't believe they pay me millions of dollars to do something I would gladly do for free. Yeah. And that's how I feel about stand-up. Uh, yeah. Minus, I've never made millions of dollars yet, but uh, I'd gla- I have done it for free. I will, <laughs> I will surely, you know, when you do small spots around town, you do those for free. Um, but if someone said, hey, Dave, we, we, got, we booked a tour for you. You're going to go to all these cool cities, and you're going to play all these cool venues, and you're going to get to work with all these cool comics, uh, but we can't pay you. Mm-hmm. You still want to do it. Odds are... I'd be like, other. the only thing now is leaving you, going on the road, leaving you is not appealing to me, even though that's something I'm going to have to face when we get back to normal. But in that scenario, you want to go do all these shows and do all these, go to these cool places and do stand-up comedy? We can't pay you. I'd be like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it anyway. Where most people, you know, hey, hey, drywall guy, you want to go work tomorrow and mm-hmm. drywall the new McDonald's? We can't pay you. You'd be like, fuck off. Yeah. You know, hey, whoever. Most jobs are like, no, the reason I'm doing it is because I need the paycheck. Um, 
So I, I don't know. Uh, my advice is just, you know, I don't know what you're doing now currently, Joel. Obviously, it's something that you, uh, you've you kind of lost interest in or, or lost your fire for, and that's understandable. Um, and now we're dealing with the pandemic and, and the economy. Oh, I mean, yeah. But take that out of the picture just in a perfect world, Joel. Uh, you know, whatever your hobbies are, whatever your passions are, you know, figure out a way. Is there a way I can make money off of that? And I've been thinking a lot about that in terms of, you know, what if I never get to do stand-up again? I pretend that live performance is canceled for the next five years. You know, I, I love records. I, I'd like to open a record store. Or maybe, you know, we've talked about doing a barbecue pop-up. But, like, yeah. records I'm interested in. I would, I would enjoy working in that field. Cooking I've done and would, wouldn't mind doing it again, even though that's much more. Cooking is a lot harder than selling records or whatever. But it's still something. I can't think of anything else other than comedy, record store, or something in, in cook, food service. I can't think of anything else I would want to do, much less would I do it for free. But Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. No, you're totally right. Uh-huh. And I know the question is geared towards you, but I, I completely hear you. And Joel, listen, you have been in a career for seven years, which is amazing. Um, and also, when you said seven years, that that was interesting to me because I know every seven years, our brain we need something else in our brain to like learn. So you've done if you've done the same job, what what do you love? That's at? the argument I gave you about taste buds change every seven years. I'm like, eventually, you're going to like mayonnaise. Really? <laughs> yeah, our taste buds are supposed to change every seven it's, years. Oh, then maybe the mm-hmm. brain thing is a lie. I don't think that's true. I bet I'm talking about taste buds. No, no, no. I'm not trying to anyway, shit on your point. But I'm just saying you get you get stagnant mm-hmm. in a job that you go to every day. Of course. And I don't know what your job is, but if it, you said it was a career, so I'm assuming it was something you were passionate about in the past, and maybe this has just become a day-to-day thing now. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, this economy is horrible, and yes, it's so scary out there right now. So I was always anxious about okay, what am I going to do next? Am I going to be a doctor? Am I going to be a lawyer? And um, both I didn't. I didn't audition for either. (laughs) But I actually had people in my life tell me, wow, you're really funny. And and what, what, what was your favorite process of whatever it was? So like if I was taking a pottery class, my favorite part was making people laugh during it. I didn't care about the actual pottery or whatever. Same with doing a play. Like mm-hmm. I like being backstage, making like jokes and just being with the team. So you could kind of think of it in that way too, if you're having a hard time deciphering which, mm-hmm. oh, okay, what, what do I and what did I enjoy in past jobs mm-hmm. and kind of piece it together that way. Um, but if you do know what you're doing, if you do know what you want to do and you need the courage just to do it, you know, I, I know money is hard right now. Obviously, the economy is horrible. But if you have that longing, you we're lucky enough with this pandemic to do stuff at home. Mm-hmm. We're lucky enough to, you know what I mean? Like with everything online, you can go to school online. You don't have to you know, there's such virtual means that I think what a great opportunity yeah. it is to, oh, if I, like, say you wanted to be, you know, a screenwriter, uh, hey, you can go online. You don't have to be in person. Why don't you just Google, okay, grad school. Mm-hmm. You could still keep your job, do one class or whatever it is. This is such a perfect opportunity yeah. to do it. And I don't know, because I know fear is so scary, but 
it sounds like you do need a change and it sounds like you just need some support. So I'm here to tell you, you're awesome and do what you feel like you need to do or figure out what makes you feel good about yourself yeah. and what you like and kind of figure out that road. Cause there's always an answer mm-hmm. where I don't think we're just here to take up air. No, I, I agree. And another, uh, maybe one of the most important factors to this equation is, um, I don't know what your personal situation is. Joel said he had a wife. I don't know if he has kids. I don't know what his monthly expenses are. But my point is, if you want to make a transition to doing uh, an occupation, mm-hmm. to turn a hobby into an occupation, um, with that, it's helpful to try to streamline your financial life as much as possible. Uh, and what I mean is someone who's got a $5,000 a month mortgage and four kids, they don't have a lot of options no. in terms of fine, you know, the, the, the chances that your hobby, that you could transition into doing your hobby as an occupation and make the money that you currently make or the money that right. you need. Yeah. Uh, people used to ask me, why are you living in a van? <laughs> I was like, because like, I could have moved to LA and, and got a full-time job and got an apartment just like normal people. But then that would have taken, that's time that would have been taken away from my focus on my career. Right. So my point is, uh, if possible, if you're thinking about transitioning into something that, that you're more passionate about, figure out how to streamline your finances. You know, mm-hmm. make your monthly nut a lot smaller or small mm-hmm. as possible. There was a time when I was in the van where my monthly nut was like, $200. The van, I had financed the van. It was maybe a little more than that, but the van payment was pretty cheap. I think I was paying 130 bucks for the van. I think I was paying 60 bucks a month for insurance. And then beyond that, I just had a phone bill and a gym membership. Wow. And then of course, you know, food food and and stuff. But as far as bills, I mean, I'm talking like 250, 300 bucks a month, which is nothing. Yeah. And that was the trade-off. Like, living in a van sucked. It was not fun. Like, <laughs> I mean, it just wasn't. Like, some people no, nowadays, you know, on Instagram, you know, van life, <laughs> whatever. No, no, no. It, it sucked. I'll admit it. But the trade-off was I what, didn't have rent to pay. Mm-hmm. And before all that, I streamlined, got rid of all my credit card debt, stuff like that. So the trade-off was, yeah, I live in a van and piss in a jug, but my monthly nut's 300 bucks a month. Right. As opposed to five years ago... When I had a house and a fiance and whatever, you know, my monthly that was, you know, a couple thousand, whatever, you know. So that's important too if you're if you're thinking about uh, transitioning into something that you're more passionate about. See if you can, you know, my I'm rambling, but my whole point with the van was I know I'm not going to make a lot of money for a while mm-hmm. as a struggling comedian. Mm-hmm. So. Let's try to spend as little as possible. Mm-hmm. So that's always a, a big uh, balancing act, too. Like, well, and I think it could be seen as a good thing in the way of Joel sounds awesome and his wife sounds classy as hell because she <laughs> hasn't used a litter box, and that's amazing. Um, but that's a conversation for you guys, too. Like, okay, listen, honey, I hate this fucking job. I'm going to want to murder myself, but... Okay, I know we need the money. Hey, let's do a timeline. But so by three months from now, mm-hmm. we're equal, or you know what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. there's always a plan, yeah. and it's never going to be exactly what you thought. Or I don't know. I get really attached to okay, this is what I'm going to do for ten years, and that's that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So then I could put that to bed and go think about the Emmys. But no, you have to. 
I don't know. I I got sidetracked because I just started thinking about the Emmys. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Joel, your future. Did you literally just lose your I, train of thought? I did. I'm so sorry. No, I know. You said something about what you were going to do for 10 years. Oh, yeah. So we're attached Uh to the future, a lot of us. And I know that's so scary because you're like, well, I know what my life looks like now. Mm -hmm. And I'm just assuming the future is going to be this, but a little better or different. And we don't know that. So just your your life is going to look different because you're going to be doing a whole different thing. Mm -hmm. And how cool. And you're going to roll with that and figure it out. But it's not going to look like what it is now. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. And with that, too, another point you have to consider is you can't let your ego get involved. Oh, God, I Get know. in the way. And what I mean is, I don't know what he does, but let's say hypothetically he's a accountant. Instagram influencer. <laughs> let's say he's an accountant. Okay. And he went to college to be an accountant. Maybe his parents invested in him, gave him some money for school. He is an accountant. He's been an accountant. People know Joel as Joel the accountant. Hey, there's no shame, and maybe he's making good money as an accountant. Yeah, it's but great. But if, if you've lost that passion, and, and I know this is trite and cliche, but we life is short, and we only live once. The clock is ticking on all of us. So you got to spend the rest of your life doing what you want to do. And back to the ego thing is, and I've talked to you about this, about like, oh, well, I'm an aspiring actor. I'm like, well... It doesn't mean you can't go do something else. It doesn't mean you can't right. transition. Just because right. you have other interests, it doesn't mean that the actress dream or the accountant dream is is going away, but you can add to your plate. And but As long I, as you're learning and growing yeah. and yeah. I, I think see. people uh I think people's ego stops them from taking chances like that. Like, oh well, everybody knows that I'm an accountant, so I you know, I, I, I don't I would feel like a, a loser if I just quit that and started refurbishing cars or something like whatever your passion is that you're trying to transition to. Um, but that's a big thing. I think people's ego, uh, keeps them from doing the things they really want to do and ego and, uh, getting accustomed to a certain lifestyle. Well, you know, I make six figures doing this job I hate, but at least I got a nice house and a nice car. I've always said when I, when I knew comedy was the thing, and I don't know if I answered his question. It's like, when did I know? I knew immediately. Like, yeah. like after the, literally after the first open mic set, I was like, A, I, I didn't, I wasn't arrogant, like I can do this. But after one set, I knew that I could maybe do this. I knew that I had some talent. Even after one set, I was like, I mean, I got a long way to go. I have no experience. I have no technique. I don't have any skills, but I knew I had some talent. And I also knew that I would rather make $20,000 a year being a comedian than six figures doing something I didn't want to do. Yeah. And uh, I think that prevents a lot of it. I think people get accustomed to their lifestyle. They become a slave to their job and their mortgage. And I've, I just, I've never had any interest in doing that. Me either. Like I want to do, I want to spend my time doing things that I'm passionate about. And I'm lucky, or not lucky, but I'm fortunate that I'm in a situation where I don't, I don't have, I don't need a huge monthly nut. I don't have kids. I don't have a mortgage. Yeah. I don't have a ton of debt. So I'm lucky in that sense that I don't need to make a lot of money. I mean, as you know, I, I my nuts bigger now than it was four years ago. Yeah, you know, it we, is. We're together. We got an apartment. Hmm. Blah blah blah. But um, my point is, just don't let quality of life or your ego stand in the way. Yeah, because you're 
th- those are just excuses, obviously, of like, oh, you know, I need this, and I, I oh, what will happen? And it's like, guess what? You'll survive. Mm-hmm. You will survive. You'll find a way. You'll find a way. It's going to be okay. And when you're doing something you truly love or are excited or passionate about, like, you'll get so much more energy mm-hmm. in, you know, and so you'll have more, I don't know, life to you, you mm-hmm. know? So you'll be able to do other things. Be able to, if you need to get another job, you'll get another job because mm-hmm. you're like, yeah, I'm doing this. This is rad. Yeah. This job pays for that. If you're working towards something. You know? Yeah. But Joel, you're awesome. Yeah, Your man. wife is a classy lady. Good luck, buddy. She's and, watching the end. And if you do, uh, you know, if you do transition to another job or whatever, uh, keep us posted. Yeah, let us know. You know and, and call back, let us know what your plans are. But um, I don't know. This. I've never, I've never, if you would have told me. I'm serious, and and I'm not shitting on people who do this, but if you'd have told me when I was 20 years old, like, hey, man, uh, you're going to work at this factory for the next 40 years, so you're going to work at this cubicle for the next 40 years, right. I would have been like, no, I'd rather go to jail. I'd, like, And I have friends from high school who, like, graduated at 18, got a job at the post office, and they're still there, and not shitting. Hey, if that's what you want, that's fine, but... To go to work 40, 45 years right. at a job, at an occupation that I have no passion for, that's misery. I don't know how people do that. And I know I know how some people do it because they're like, hey, asshole, I, I, got, th- I got three yeah, kids. Exactly. And I got a wife and I got a more. My, my point is I've always tried to avoid being in that situation. There's a reason I'm 43 and I've never been married and never had kids. Yeah, there like, is. Seriously. Like that, everybody. <laughs> that was a conscious choice of like, no, yeah. I'm not ready for that. That's not what I want in my life. So by making it this long, <laughs> being no kids and no family, yeah. like it's enabled me to live in a van and travel the country doing comedy, making very little money. It's enabled me to, oh, if I gotta go work a part-time gig at a restaurant, I'll do it. Like I, I just and I get that. Everybody's got different desires, but boy, the graduate high school, get a job at a place and stay there till I'm 55 or 60. Oh, because, well, and, and to the, the people that do do that or have done that, I, in my experience, their, their vocation, their passion is their family Mm -hmm. or their church or, you know what I mean? They are getting something so much more rich from something else. So I think that's. You know, and I always looked at jobs, just money jobs, whatever, because L.A., you're trained to, like, money jobs, then you do acting yeah. school, which is, you know, I did. Just, no. Anyway, but, yeah, like, you work, I'm I'm from a different school of thought because it's like, yeah, you work any job, and then you're still working on your, your big thing. Mm-hmm. I guess that's a good thing about L.A., but I don't know. I just... It's out there for you. And I think that if you hear that over and over again, like, oh, I really want to be this. I really want, you know, like, I should be doing this. I should be doing this. That's not, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. That's the universe or God or whatever being like, yeah, yeah, do it. Not kill people, but, you know, well, singing or dancing <laughs> or, you know, I don't know. And one last point, you don't, I don't know how to articulate this, but. You don't have to be married to a decision you made 20 years ago. Nope. What I mean is, take me for example, all right? Part of my identity is a stand-up comedian. Yeah. But if ever the day comes where I lose that fire and I lose that passion and I'd rather open a food truck or a record store, so be it. I'll make that transition. Like, you don't... (laughs) 
I, I feel like a lot of people do that too. Like, well, this is what I went to school for. This is what I worked for. This mm-hmm. is my job now. So this will always be my job. There's life is short. And people have a number. Uh, well, and you are a testament to this boot, but like a lot, a lot of careers. Yeah. People have different careers. I, I didn't mean, start comedy until I was 29. Yeah. my One of my best friends, she was a college professor now. She is uh, doing, high, like, well, she's a high school teacher now, but her her parents, professor, comic, then a clown. Like, people change mm-hmm. Their careers all yeah. the time. And so that's not, you're not your career. Yeah. You are Joel. You're awesome. Yay. Married to a non litter box <laughs> peeing woman. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I think we do get consumed in that. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is me. My identity is forever. my occupation. And yeah. it's like, no. no. You can change if you want. And guess what? If you change and you're like, eh, you can always go back. Mm-hmm. Or, Try something else because mm-hmm. trust that the process is, okay, I'm just going to keep taking risks, you know? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it's uh, that's a great question. That's something I think most people uh, struggle with to some degree. Is, you know, am I doing what I really want to do? Uh, and if the answer is yes, good for you. But if the answer is no, then don't be afraid to, to seek out another route, you know? Yeah, just try it on. Try it on. Try something new. Thanks, Joel. Good luck, man. Keep in touch. Bye, Joel. Uh, we should land this plane. Let's um, land. Oh, we're. La- oh, yeah. yeah. It's been a while. Uh, Whoa! My advice was so good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, word of mouth this week. Uh, I think was it last week we had a caller talk about the new season of Fargo. Yes. And that lit a uh, that that rekindled a spark in me. And uh, in the last seven days, I've mowed through the entirety of seasons two and three. And uh, <laughs> just mowed through them. You really I've have. been staying up late watching them. Uh, that's my word of mouth. I know I've talked about it before, but uh, Fargo, uh, the, the new season's coming out next week. Or as you, hear, as you hear this, I guess that would be, well, Sunday Tomorrow? is technically next week. Oh. It's the, Sunday the 27th. Uh, season four is coming out. But, uh, man, if you haven't seen seasons one, two, or three of Fargo, they're all on Hulu. Yeah. Um, and particularly my word of mouth this week is season three. I, uh, when I first watched season three, I didn't care for it, uh, simply because I was uh, judging it, comparing it to, uh, seasons one and two, which are incredible. Season one's incredible. Seasons two, incredible. Uh, but man, season three, after watching it, uh, this is probably my fourth time now. <laughs> Even the one I like the least I've seen four times. I know. You're like, I uh, really like it anyway. <laughs> but man, it gets better with every with every viewing. Season three is really good. A uh, couple of great uh, female roles. Oh, I love uh, her. Carrie Coon, I think, is the, sh- is the uh, former chief's name. She's great. And then is it Mary Kate Winstead? I think is uh, the Nikki Swango character. Yeah, the, she's in Cloverfield. Or? Yeah, she's the girl from uh, one of the Cloverfields. The the, the the one with John. Goodman. The one with John Goodman. Uh, but she's amazing. Like oh, she's uh, the acting is so good. Even though I've never been a big Ewan McGregor fan, he's great in it. He plays two different roles. He plays uh, his own brother. They're not twins, but uh, he plays two brothers. Yeah, he does a great job. Um, uh, Shea Wingham is in it. Uh, that character I like so much. Uh, but man, it is. There's so many cool twists and turns, and I don't even know the actor's name, but the the British guy, the villain, oh. just crushes it. That whoever that guy is, he's amazing. Um, but that's my word of mouth this week. Uh, if you haven't seen any of the Fargos, go back and watch them all. If you've seen one and two and you haven't seen three, or you watched it once and didn't think it was good because you were comparing it to one and two, give it another shot. Like it's great. There's this. 
there's I won't spoil anything, but there was one scene where towards the end of the series, there's one scene where we see uh, a character from season one. Oh, God. Yes. A character from season one shows up. And when I saw that the first time, I literally got out of my seat and went, yeah! <laughs> like I cheered excited. like I was watching a football game. <laughs> because right when they show him, the, the music kicks in, those drums, those dum, man, oh. But, uh, yeah, talk about being passionate about something. I should... I should go get a job on Fargo. Well, who wouldn't want a job um, on Fargo? But man, if you got Hulu, uh, even if you don't, it's worth a rental. Uh, man, I, I can't recommend Fargo enough, but uh, specifically uh, season three, because that's the one that I thought was the weakest. And it still may be the weakest, but that's not, that's a testament to seasons one and two. They are so great. But just because season three might be the weakest, it's still incredible. So if that tells you, there you go. What regard I, how high of a regard I hold Fargo, but uh, yeah, go watch Fargo and then uh, get ready for uh, season four, which comes out the twenty seventh. Woo! Yeah, like unpaid endorsement here. Um. Uh, oh, I have a word of mouth. What do you got? Okay, ladies and gentlemen too. Uh-huh. If you guys miss going to the makeup counter as much as I do, this isn't an ad. This is real. I was trying to get my Emmy glam on, mm-hmm. guys. If you go to Mac. M-A-C, Mac Store, way too much for their makeup and lipstick and stuff, but they have a virtual guide. So you can take a picture of yourself, and they put the different lipsticks on you. This isn't like the Mac Store, the Apple Store. No, this is Mac Cosmetics. Mac.com? Yeah. Okay. It's M-A-C. Google M-A-C Cosmetics. (laughs) But, yeah. Uh But, oh, my gosh, what fun. I had so much fun. I got to try on eyeliner. I got to try on lipstick all on my phone. Really? Yeah, it was fun. Because I hate going to makeup counters. They're always like, oh, your skin's gross and you're ugly. (laughs) But, like, online, I don't have to talk to anybody. And, look, I get to see I. You know what? You know what I put on today? Some yellow eyeshadow. I look like a crazy person, but I tried it. So there. Well, how about that? Anyway. Well, that's exciting. Virtual try-on stuff. (laughs) Do it. Boo, where can we find you on Instagram? KT Lowe Strandberg, like a strand of hair, B-E-R-G, at Katie Lowe Strandberg. Right on. I'm uh, underscore Dave Stone on Twitter. You can find me at Dave Stone Comedy. Uh, Also, my cookbook's still for sale. Uh, My website is dumbdavestone.com. Got three volumes of Dave Stone's Kitchen Survival Guide. Ten dollars a piece. You get all three for twenty, and uh, yeah, you can get those there. I think I got a total of about sixty-five recipes. So uh, still moving those cookbooks. It's awesome. And big thanks to uh, the people who have uh, paid extra. Uh, so many yeah. people paid extra because I've been I've been giving them for free to people who really need them. Also, that offer still stands. If you if you if you broke and you need some new recipes, I'll give them to you for free. They're uh, e cookbooks, not hard copies. So no sweat off my back to just send you uh, an attachment with those. But if you want to pay for them, that's fine too. So dumbdavestone dumb get you some cookbooks. Uh, boo, this was a lot of fun. This was so much fun. Good to see you again. Oh, good to see. <laughs> it's been a while. It, it's been oh. good catching up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, uh, anytime, give us a call 24-7-562-548-2012, and we will talk to you next week. Yeah, thanks, guys. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to the Stonebergs podcast. If you enjoyed it, it would mean a lot to us if you could take a few seconds to rate and review it on iTunes. And if you don't listen to it on iTunes but still want to help out, simply tell a friend, as word of mouth is so important. Follow us on Instagram, at the Stonebergs Podcast. 
Follow us on Twitter, at The Stonebergs. And lastly, give us a call 24-7 and leave a voicemail at 562-548-2012. That's 562-548-2012. Thanks for listening. Thank you.